The Bible has been translated in our language several times, and we can have great confidence that most of those translations are true to the original text. But every so often we run into a verse that reads very differently in our translations. Today, as part of our study, we will deal with one of these verses. Please listen and follow along carefully, and if you need to, pause the recording and replay it. It may be a little technical, but it is very important. So let's put our thinking caps on and dive in as today on Drawing Near, we learn of the inheritance Jesus has obtained for us. Open your Bibles and join us as we study Ephesians chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, an inheritance obtained. Before we read our scripture today, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And Father, we thank you for your grace and mercy. We thank you for the way you have made yourself known to us in creation, in your scriptures, through Jesus Christ and your Holy Spirit, and the glorious gospel. And Father, we pray that as we study your word today and we come face to face with some difficulties in translating the Bible from the original language into our own language, I ask that you would help us to be patient, to study, to listen, to think through the issues as best we can, so that we may gain a clear understanding of what your word says. Protect us from doubt, because your word is true and you have preserved your word for us. Now guide us, Lord, as we study together. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Ephesians 1, verses 11 and 12, we read, Also, we have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will, to the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of his glory. Verse 11 gets technical, and I'm sorry, but if we don't look at this honestly, then we cheat ourselves. You might have to re-listen to this part of the podcast a couple of times. There is a verb in verse 11 that is translated in our Bibles in two different ways. In the New King James Version, we read, In him we have obtained an inheritance. But in the New International Version, we read, In him we were chosen. Did you catch that? One translation says we obtained an inheritance, while the other says we were chosen. <laughs> What's going on? Bill Mounts is a Greek scholar. He was a preaching pastor at a church in Spokane, Washington, and prior to that, a professor of New Testament and director of the Greek program at Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. He also taught at Azusa Pacific University for 10 years. Bill has authored the best-selling Greek textbook, Basics of Biblical Greek, which won a 2003 Reader's Preference Editor's Choice Award in the Sacred Text category. He was the New Testament chair of the English Standard Version translation of the Bible and is serving on the NIV Translation Committee. Did you catch his credentials? He wrote an award-winning New Testament Greek textbook. He's a professor of New Testament Greek. He was a part of the committee that gave us the ESV and NIV. This guy knows his New Testament Greek. 
Bill writes about an experience he had while lecturing on Ephesians 1.11, the verse we're looking at. He says this, I got caught ignoring my own advice. I have always said that before you preach or teach on a topic, you should check multiple translations to see if there's any significant difference in the text. This is especially true if you use the King James Version, or if your church uses it and you read from a more modern translation. Bill continues, I was lecturing on the spiritual blessings in Ephesians 1. I have always taught out of the ESV, but this time through I was trying the NIV. I was looking at my notes, talking about our inheritance, and when I went to the NIV to read it, I couldn't find my verse. Did you catch that? Bill Mounts couldn't find his verse about our inheritance because the NIV translates the confusing verb, in him we were also chosen. Some Bibles mention our inheritance, while others focus on our being chosen. Why is that? It's the Greek verb I mentioned. It's tricky. The verb we are talking about means to portion out by lot, or separate out, or choose. In the Old Testament, this word described casting lots to determine an individual's portion of an inheritance. That's why some translations focus on our inheritance, and other translations focus on our being chosen in Christ, because the word means to be chosen or separated out, sometimes for an inheritance. (laughs) Have your eyes glazed over yet? If so, I understand. But we need to determine how we're going to translate this verse. There are a couple of things you can do. One, you can just choose a translation of the Bible that you're comfortable with, and no matter what it says, that's what you take. That's what you believe. And that's exactly what many people do. Or you can find a teacher, a pastor, professor, and then whatever they say a text means, that's what it means. Or you can do the work of studying God's Word yourself and try to understand what God intended His Word to say. The first two choices, you're totally reliant upon the knowledge and the integrity of someone else. My suggestion is for most of us that we do exactly what Bill Mounts suggested, that we have multiple translations open when we're trying to study the Scripture especially when we come to passages that are known to be translated differently. In doing so, we can gain, through some thought and some investigation, what God is saying in His Word. We're not looking for what we want the Word of God to say. We want to know what God says to us. So what do I do here? Well, in the New American Standard Bible, which I love. It's a very literal translation. It talks about our obtaining an inheritance. In the New King James Version, it talks about our obtaining an inheritance. In the English Standard Version, the ESV, it talks about our obtaining an inheritance. And I love those translations. I trust those translations. And that's a choice you're going to have to make. I'm not trusting just one I'm trusting in multiple translations that I have investigated and researched and feel are worthy of my confidence. 
I also understand why the NIV or the Net Bible translates the verses the way that they do. And I appreciate that because they are putting an emphasis on how we are chosen by God as his own possession, how we are separated out to Christ. The problem is we are not chosen in Christ by lot. That's part of what this verb means, to be separated out by lot. We are separated out by faith, God calling us, choosing us in Christ Jesus. And so I accept the translation that says, in him also we have obtained an inheritance as being the one God determined for us to have. Either way you go, you're on solid ground. The Bible teaches throughout the New Testament we have obtained an inheritance through Jesus Christ. But we also know the Bible teaches that we are are chosen in Christ Jesus. As a matter of fact, we're told that in chapter 1, verse 4 of this very book. So either translation is not teaching something contrary to the scriptures or the teaching of God. We just want to understand this verse in its context. So what is the context? Well, going through what we've studied so far in this first chapter of Ephesians, we have been chosen to holiness through Christ Jesus been predestined for adoption, we have received redemption and the forgiveness of sin, we have the revelation of the mystery of his will, and we have obtained an inheritance, all in Jesus Christ by the grace of God to his glory and praise. That's the context before verse 11. But look down in verse 14. We'll get to this soon. We read in verse 14 of chapter 1 in Ephesians, who is given as a pledge, talking about the Holy Spirit, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. There's that word inheritance there, and all of the major translations, including the NIV, translate that as a pledge of our inheritance. So the context of this passage, this verse 11 is we have obtained an inheritance. Now, what about this inheritance? Well, this inheritance is primarily future. We were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. That's past. We have been redeemed. That's primarily present. And we will take possession of this promised inheritance in the future. And we will look at that when we deal with verse 14. So on in verse 11, we're told, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. God doesn't receive counsel from anyone else. He does what is right because he is the authority. He has all wisdom and all knowledge, so he acts in accordance to the purpose of his own will, the counsel of his own will, to the end, the result of all of this, that we who were first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of his glory. God works in giving us all of these blessings in Christ Jesus that we've been talking about through these initial Bible studies. His desire is that we would trust Christ and our trusting Christ would be to the praise of God's glory. The angels that bear witness to the sacrifice of Christ on the cross for our salvation glorify God. We who are saved in heaven, we will glorify God in the Lord Jesus Christ for the great salvation that has been purchased on our behalf. 
God is glorified as we seek in this life to live out our lives holy and blameless before Him through the power of the Holy Spirit and the freedom that has been won through Jesus' death on the cross. On and on and on, God receives glory for the great salvation, for the work of redemption He has done in the sinner's life. To God be the glory great things He has done. So loved He the world that He gave us His Son who yielded his life in atonement for sin and opened the pathway that all may go in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Do you know how that chorus ends? It ends like this. O come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory, great things he has done. If you have not come to faith in Jesus Christ, if you have not repented of your sin and become a follower of Jesus Christ, I urge you to call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. The Bible says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So call on him, I plead with you. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your love, mercy, and grace. We thank you for all that you have done to provide salvation for us, and not salvation only, but a pathway to live right before you in this life and a promised portion of the inheritance in the life to come. Father, thank you. We do not deserve this. We deserve to be condemned, separated from you for all eternity. Your word tells us so. But we thank you for your great love and salvation the wondrous nature of your grace that has been bestowed upon sinners. And Father, help us to trust in you, to live right before you, to glorify and praise you for your great salvation, now as we will in eternity to come. We thank you so much for all that you do. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or podpoint.com. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.